spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. The first three parts of Crisis on Infinite Earths has aired, and we're here to talk all about it. I'm David C. Robertson. This is my trusty co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And we are DC On Screen. This is the podcast where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, <laughs> and believe that every version of a property is valid, even if we don't want it to be. If it's been released, it is fair game, so beware of spoilers, and welcome to the show... We are talking about spoilers today uh, in regards to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, forgive me, though. I'm I'm sick. I have got a cold. Well, you're doing your best. So it's like my... I'm like, I don't know what it is exactly about being, co- uh, being cold. Having a cold, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just makes your brain mush and makes your tongue even mushier. Uh, it's normally the, the fever and the resources not giving a fuck about you wanting to talk about comic books. Mm-hmm. Because your body's trying not to die. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. That's fair, I guess. When you put it that way, that's how I describe it. <laughs> All right, we we've waited for so for so long, man. Oh God, yes. What what were your thoughts off the top of your head? Oh, off the top of my head, this was kind of everything I was waiting for. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, okay. It was um, the most impressive part about it, <clears throat> and uh, I did really enjoy myself. And the reveals were uh, a lot of fun. But the most impressive part is they've really got ambitious about how they were writing it mm-hmm. in the sense that they're including a lot of people. And there's mm-hmm. so far very few like needless cameos. There's a few yeah. in there, but a lot of what's been what they're working on at the moment is working towards something. Yeah, I I you say needless cameos. I I feel like one of the best things they've done this is one of the greatest crossovers, if not the greatest crossover they've done on on the CW. And uh, I would reserve judgment until the end, but yeah, it's it's this is ambitious as hell. Yeah, so far now, and I and I say that not even really caring for part one. Oh, part one that. was a bit of a bore to me. No, I really enjoyed um, it. Well, it was good. Um, yeah, I, I literally sat there a few times with my jaw on the floor or <laughs> with my jaw hanging. Since I said literally, I'll be literal. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it it was, I don't know, genuinely compelling for me. I don't know why it didn't hit with you. I mean, the only thing I'm worried about is sticking the landing here. Yeah, you know, I think it's just, well, n- number one, I was so hyped in the first place. Which is never good for you. It's never good for me. Like, I was, like, so excited. Because you have and, no childlike wonder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorely lacking in that. <laughs> I was so super hyped. I was so excited. Yeah. And 
I even I think I, I may have even said it on the show, but I definitely uh, said it to you, and I definitely said it to to Brent over on Fans Without Borders, um, because I was so like so I was so excited, man, that when you like at certain points, like after like when I would see news drop, and you had I knew you'd already gone to bed, I would like text Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. No, no, I need to talk about this right now. Yeah. Um, so, and I even told him, I said, I need something to calm me down. I need something to put a damper on my expectations. Because at this point, there is no way, no way I'm going to enjoy this. I am going to be so disappointed. <laughs> Which is, I don't know. It's a weird instinct you have. And I like, I, I wish you would talk to somebody about it. It does not behoove you. I did. No, like a per- trained professional. Oh. This well, is no. not an instinct that I think serves you. Well, but no, it's, it's, it's a real thing. It's, it's a real like, thing you do. It's a real thing that a lot of people do. I feel yeah, like I mean, you I get know, so I excited it's, for something. There's no think, way it could ever actually meet expectations. Yeah, but, I don't think it's idiosyncratic to you. But I don't think it's something that serves people generally very well. Well, it doesn't, but, you know, at least I'm healthy enough to know not to blame the product itself. Well, sure. That's good. Can't believe they didn't, they didn't know exactly what was in my head. Right. Um, there are lots of things here that I, I had no idea. Like, that, there, there's no way. There's a lot of stuff that wasn't in my head um, that, they, that they did. Now that you mention ha- it, that is a thing that I completely compartmentalize when I'm watching stuff like this. Because really? I can I can How see so? trailers and I'll do I'll I'll do my geeking out and oh what if they did this and this and this and we'll talk about it several times but when it actually happens I abandon all of that and just sort of I don't and I don't have any feelings <laughs> about abandoning all of that I'm just like oh okay well this is what we actually had and I'll just I'll just go with it I don't have it, there's not an emotional drop for me but well you know what serves you in that capacity is uh, your goldfish memory. <clears throat> no, this is the crazy part. <laughs> My goldfish memory is is weird. I need a a, a jump start, and then once I get the jump start, I'm back. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's not. It's I forget entire things have happened but those things are still packaged and waiting to be uh rediscovered in my mind so like when you remind mm-hmm. me like oh we had this conversation I'm like oh yeah and i'll remember it verbatim almost sometimes um on a great day on another day i'll be like oh yeah i remember having it but i it's it's all there i just can't i can't get to it sometimes mm-hmm. um so pretty 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 much out of the gate and <laughs> i have a question mm-hmm. i have a question about crisis and I asked Mark Guggenheim, and he has not responded. <laughs> I don't doubt that, but okay. I was a little disappointed because he responds well, I, to much less, uh, much less on on Twitter. Well, he's um, I mean he's busy. I know he's busy. But what did you ask? Uh, I wanted to know because we see Earth eighty nine pretty well right out of the gate, almost, and um, we see Robert Wool playing Alexander Knox, and he's holding a newspaper. And the newspaper says, uh, Batman captures Joker. And I... It was like the second shot or something, right? Third, yeah, fourth shot, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And I... The Joker died at the end of Batman 89. <laughs> and that definitely wasn't the bat symbol in the sky from Batman 89. In fact, it looked a lot more like Batman Beyond. My question is, is there a new Joker? You know, or is, is this... Because, you know, if they're following along in the same timeline... I, like, I mean, this I would think be, so. 20 years later, 30, yeah. no, sorry, 30 years later. So I would I, think Michael Keaton would be an old dude like he is in real life. Right. And there would be, you know, 
a new Batman. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the interpretation. I thought they were going that way at one point in the uh, in the crossover. And by the way, when when we're talking about this, we'll be talking about all three parts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, assume absolutely. you've watched them. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume. I well, for a second, I wonder if they were going that way, especially when we show up on a house that looked a lot like the house in Batman Beyond that uh, Kevin Conroy's in now. Mm-hmm. It, like that that creepy, unlandscaped uh, front of the house kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you remember the first few episodes of Batman Beyond, or maybe even the first one. Yes. <clears throat> did, is that did that am I alone? Did that did you think maybe? Yeah. Because yeah. and he even says you're going to find the bat of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when uh, ripped as hell, uh, Lucius, I don't remember saying that actually, but well, it's the bat of the future. I think was what the uh, the uh, you know the the Paragon is the bat of the future. No, it was the they 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 just kept saying uh, the Paragon of Courage. I'm quite certain I heard the phrase "bad of the future." Okay, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> willing to be I, wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty quite sure I didn't hear that. I heard "bad of the future." I think I would have squealed and thought they were talking about Batman Beyond for real. I, if, I, if I'd heard that, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I did. Maybe, maybe there was so much shit thrown at me in that crossover. I don't know what I heard. There was a lot, but I, I could have sworn I heard that part as part of his uh, prognosticating. I guess. Um, yeah, I I enjoyed that, but I also like. For a second, I thought that's what we were going for, and then even maybe I maybe I imposed that. But I, I if you had gun to my head, I'm I'm saying I heard it. But even if I had just imposed it, partly could have been because of the scenery, because we have like a, an old bat, an old bat in a certain voice. That yeah, mm-hmm. my, I was leaning that way a long time, and then especially when they started focusing on uh, Lucius's luscious abs, um, or Luke's, Luke's luscious abs. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> I did love that they kept making things weird for each other. That was actually a fun beat for me throughout that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like later when she said, "Like oh, she's he, he's swole now," and she's like, oh, "It's kind of your cousin in a way." She don't, she don't. <laughs> I enjoyed that little back and forth. Um, yeah, like when he shows up and he's suddenly uh, ripped. I kind of thought, "Oh, cool, we've shown up. One of the Paragons is going to be Black Batman. That's sweet. I like it. I built." And that didn't work out. But mm-hmm. like, I still don't know why he's ripped in that in that scene. Uh, I guess just time. Didn't have anything else to do. It certainly wasn't from all the landscaping work he'd been doing. No. I, I don't know about that. But um, I did. I don't know. I was leaning that way. And I don't mind having that rug pulled out from under me in a certain way. Um, In the in the current comic books, they're actually giving me something in that area that I'm really happy with. So I'm I'm, I'm good. But yeah, it was one of those scenes where I, I maybe they didn't. I don't know. Maybe they didn't say that. I think they did. But even still, like just just watching it, I was I was on the edge of my seat as far as, oh, I think this is going to happen. And then when it didn't, I kind of thought, well, that was cool too anyway, so I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get no, no emotional drop-off for me. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, but no, yeah, no, I, I asked uh, Guggenheim if uh, if uh, this was Nicholson's Joker or a separate Joker, mm-hmm. a new Joker, and if he considered Forever and Batman and Robin to be a part of that timeline, or if it was a part of a different timeline. Oh, yeah, that was my point. That could go either way. Mm-hmm. And I honestly don't, I kind of don't care. It, it. Either explanation works, and I think we were only getting that one little nod anyway, so... Eh. I mean, I wasn't being a dick about it. I was just curious. I know. Like, tell I, me things. I think it's a fine question. I'm kind of the master of the universe. <laughs> it would be one of those things that he would answer sometimes. be like, uh, yeah, in my in my version, this is this is what's going on. Because it's, it's one of those things he could answer, and it, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It would just be, oh, yeah, this is how it is, and that universe may die anyway, so who cares? Yeah, which I, I have never been more certain that... Things are just going to go back to the pretty much the way they were. Now they're. I mean, I don't I'm, think. I'm assuming largely. I don't think Ollie's going to some changes. I think Ollie's going to stay the Spectre, and 
I don't remember who who I called this with. Me, I can't remember if it was me or if it was Travis Hines or I don't remember if it was me on the show. I don't know. Or you maybe. I don't even know, man. But this is definitely an idea that's been floated about that, uh, you know, with, with the inclusion of, uh, of the Spectre on the show that Ollie was just going to become the Spectre. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that that's the case. That or that it at least looks like is uh, it's gonna be what's going on. Um, I was initially pretty bummed out that we were devoting so much of the crossover to uh, characters running around different Earths looking for a Lazarus pit, but the fact that it ended up with with, with Ollie becoming a Spectre, yeah, totally worth <laughs> it. And uh, <laughs> Scott Madison asked me, "So what are we gonna do with Oliver's feral body?" That has no soul. And I was like, as Captain Cold once said, put two in the back of his head and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the funniest part is the Spectre is also so powerful that it could easily be something where he's like, oh, yeah, loose end and just wipes his hand. You know, just just uh-huh. dust his ass. Yeah. <clears throat> And that's amazing. I would love to see Ollie come back as the Spectre from time to time whenever Stephen Amell was feeling, you know, special sporty. Mm-hmm. That's that's fantastic. Hey, are you free this week? Can you hop up and be the Spectre for a minute? Sure. Yeah. And also somehow that comes to be. Uh, the fact that Constantine got a heavy presence in this made me happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know who he goes to meet finally. Yeah. We get, we get to see Lucifer. Oh, yeah. I was excited about that. I was happy to see Lucifer. Yeah, and that was something that I was hoping for, but I didn't really have any news of because I had remained relatively spoiler-free. So mm-hmm. when they when they said we're going to see a friend, I thought, really? And then when it says Earth-66, <laughs> 666, no way. Especially because it's like a drop-down shot of LA. No way. Yeah. And then they Which opened it- the door and I thought, uh, this this is my dream come true. Yeah, and you know what? They um, I stood was up in my chair it. and started clapping. I'm honest. I was alone in my office. I stood up in my chair and applauded. You stood up in your chair? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, stood up from my chair. Oh, from your phrase, chair? Yeah. The phrase is "stood up in my chair." Anyway, I stood up from my chair. Yes. And okay. I thought maybe you put your feet in your chair and then stood up in your chair, and I'm like, I know that chair. If it That's wasn't dangerous. a rolly chair, yeah, I might have. That's that was my concern. Was like, Clearly, really, I made it even if I had. Well, yes, but you're a father now. You have to be more compar- more careful. Yeah. Or set really good examples about what not to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was uh, I, I expected Lucifer. I was excited to see him. Um, I did all, ex- all the stuff they were throwing at me. I thought, come on, give me this one. This would be so much fun. And it wouldn't mean anything. Make it happen. And is that? And I think it's like Lucifer, and, and it was Tom Ellis's answer because like, he was caught in in Vancouver. Yeah. And and. Everyone knew it was like, oh, you were in crisis, and he was like, you know, what are you talking about? I went, I went to Vancouver for a friend's birthday. Suddenly, I'm in someone else's show. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and so that is the same. That's the reason that, like, you know, Michael Rosenbaum says I'm not doing it, and I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I get that too. I, I also did. You have the sense watching? I watched the scene, uh, the scene twice because I, I had a hint of it, and I went back to to check it out. And sure enough, there isn't really, I think, one moment camera wise where i i'm not sure those four actors ever met each other hmm. like i'm not sure matt ryan and tom ellis were ever actually in the same room i didn't i didn't analyze it like that because it was it was all over the shoulders and close-up shots and back and forths and it played really well but i i just i didn't i'm not sure they were ever in the same spot yeah 
I'll, I'll believe you, but, and I, I give it to them because I normally notice that stuff. So if they pass that off, good on you. It would be rare if I didn't, you didn't notice that, which makes me think I'm wrong. <laughs> Let us know if, if anyone can conclusively say one way or the other. Yeah. Um, also the, the devil uh, tarot card. Mm-hmm. Um, just being a little like fictionalized version of himself playing the piano was really funny to me. I enjoyed it, but um, then all of a sudden I noticed people on on Twitter and on other news sites that who were actually acting like it was news, uh, bringing up that this can't be the Lucifer canon because Lucifer doesn't have hooves and a tail and horns. Uh, and I'm just I I don't care. This, it mean, was a drawing on a card. It's a tarot card. It's just a fictionalized version of these things. Yeah, it's a drawing on a card, man. It's just a drawing on a card. It's an interpretation of events or, you know, the funny part is like tarot cards are really just interpretations of paragons anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, there was the other big kerfuffle over the Lucifer scene that Lucifer fans were upset with or trying to figure out, uh-huh. which was um, like, where does this fall into Lucifer's timeline? It can't be current day because oh, there was a easy. watchman. There was a watchman sign. Yeah. Timeline's easy. Um, for me, mm-hmm. uh, these are multiple earths and the timelines mm-hmm. aren't necessarily happening at the same rate or starting at the same time. Yeah, no, I think. And they play uh, with that. I mean, they go to I, 2046 at one point and they're like, oh, turns out that was a different time and a different dimension. That explains some stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, uh, you know, I think I want to say Tom Ellis said that it happened before he met Chloe for him. It's after maze. We know that after maze before Chloe. And, uh, but you know, they didn't, he didn't specifically address the, the Watchmen, HBO Watchmen advertisement that was in there. <laughs> but, and here's the funny part, HBO's Watchmen, even in the context of this is still not canon. <laughs> so a show much like the show itself that has a, 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 an American hero story inside of it, a vignette could also have happened inside of a show being Lucifer. And that show could have happened at whatever time that Earth got around to it. Exactly. There is no reason this is a definitively a problem for timelines. No. We are all not. good here. No longer. There is nothing to see here. Let's put it that way. That's exactly what I was going to say. I don't. I cannot do that in an Irish accent or I would. I, I would try to pull up, you know, where something about a Donnybrook and an Irish accent, but I just don't have that in my, in my repertoire. Mm-hmm. I know. But I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I am too. Often. And I worked with an Irish chef for some time. I, I thought I'd pick something up, but all I did was... But, but then my sentences up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually know how to turn the words, just put the words at the end of the sentence. Way up here. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, sprinkle I throughout your, your conversation. Yeah. I. <laughs> I. <laughs> I heard a couple of oys out of him too. I thought that was really funny. Uh, that's good. All Miss right. What? Now, well, what did you like? I, I won't lie, man. I won't lie. I, in my head, my perfect crisis, is, you know, we, we actually get Michael Keaton. We actually get Burt Ward helping in some capacity uh, to, to fix the timeline. I'm happy with what we got there. Um, oh, yeah. Even, and, even saying that some of these characters are still in play and connecting it to this universe in mm-hmm. any capacity is still, to me, a big deal. Like, they still achieved. Uh, something that I for sure never thought something like the CW could ever have pulled off. But in a way, I guess it had to be something like the CW. Yeah, in a weird way. And yeah, I, I, I couldn't see anyone 
you know, the filmmakers, for some reason, and are so seem so uh, bent on we're going to do this version because this version is going to be a better version than what came before. Ugh. Everybody wants to make a statement. I get it. Everyone it's, wants to make a statement. Everyone wants to shit on what came before. I not feel necessarily. Like. There's a lot of love for well, stuff no. before. Sorry, there. Yeah, it's sometimes to a fault with Brian Singer and, and Superman Returns. So <laughs> yeah. you know what? You know what? You know, I, I would watch the hell out of a Brandon Routh Superman show right now. Like, oh, yeah. I would watch the shit out of that, man. Absolutely. Especially like, this version, where he's gone yes. through more than any mortal could handle and stuff like Which, that. Which, you know, he's not coming back. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, he's, he's gone. He's because, well, he's off the show as Ray. Well, I mean, as Superman. Like, if we see him again, it will be brief, briefly, and I think he'll make a, uh, make a big sacrifice. Because... In in this crossover, we've already gotten Tyler Hecklin talking about raising two kids, yeah. and then and then Brandon Routh Superman mentioned his son Jason. I think he's got to die. I think uh, Tyler Hecklin and Lois are going to adopt Jason. I mean, yeah, I can live with that too. And we've already gotten like a bunch of people were freaking out over the Superman and Lois thing because there was a uh, casting call for like a teenager, and oh, they were like, "Holy shit, it's going fast." Either that or people were saying, like, holy shit, they're going to age him up and maybe we'll do Super Sons. I think we're going to do Super Sons, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a different kind of Super Sons. I don't think we're going to do Damian Wayne. I'm gonna, I think we're going to do John Kent and and uh, Jason uh, Kent. Oh, Jason Kent? Or whatever they named him. Because I, I don't know if he, if he would have the name from James Mars, Mar- Marsden's character. Remember in the Superman Returns, her Lois was like engaged to that dude and was lying to him and telling him that it was his kid and it wasn't. I do not. It's been forever. Yeah, she was engaged to another dude and then because Clark I mean, came early back. Early college, I think, when I saw that. Yeah. And here's the fun part. I think I watched that movie upside down. Hmm. Bear with me. Like, I, I, I always do. Like I feel like our listeners just are in a perpetual state of bearing with you. That's fair. Um, or me. Like, I'm, I'm pretty. I need there, to be bared with uh, plenty was, of times. <laughs> there was a time when when things were in transition and uh downloading things uh, uh we'll, we'll just go ahead and say downloading things in whatever capacity you you were doing so you mm-hmm. you might get what they called a codec um and that codec may or may not be something that was something you could get your hands on at the time giving the instrument you were using to view things mm-hmm because things didn't get generalized and leveled out for a little while. So there was a point at which, no matter how much you kept up, you may not be able to find the right way to decode that particular, you know, uh, file. Whatever it was in. AVI or whatever. Mm-hmm. And on one little occasion, there was a brief period where I remember watching a Final Destination, and I think this film, I think Superman Returns. And I literally, what, what we did to watch it was, uh, me and my roommate wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. My computer was in my room, and we put it on the screen. And we both laid down in the bed with our heads hanging off the edge of the bed upside down because that mm-hmm. was the most comfortable way to sit <laughs> with your with your eyes upside down for two hours. Good Lord. Because this particular codec would not <laughs> let me do a, like a Y inverse. It wouldn't. It just wouldn't let me. <laughs> Probably should have just gone to see the movie, man. <laughs> it, it was not in our budget at the time. This was also during the period of time where I was doing a 19 hour uh, term. Mm-hmm. And I think that's about the period where I had to start donating plasma to get through my weeks. Fair enough. Because college. Yeah. Real quick, I want to hear from the listeners out there. Uh, when you started that story, 
He said, there was a time, and I want to know how many people were with me. Because I was totally thinking, like, as soon as you said that. There was a time that, before. Uh, yeah, I thought there was a time above, a time before. <laughs> there were perfect things, time and absolutes. <laughs> I'm sure that's in my subconscious and how it, why it came out that way. But um, Yeah, I just want to know, you know who, who, who was there with me. I wonder if anyone's ever had to watch a, an upside down movie like I did. <laughs> um, let's see. But you were, you were good with Burt Ward's cameo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he even did the voice. Holy Crimson Skies of Death. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did the voice. They gave him a holy whatever line. Who cares? Uh, and you know, the thing that cracked me up more than anything about his scene was I would bet on his insistence he was walking one of his dogs. Mm-hmm. Seriously, my next paycheck, I would bet that that was not something that the, they wrote in necessarily, or at least if they did, they did it to please him, but mm-hmm. that that was an insistence of his. Well, if I'm just doing nothing, then let me just be walking one of my dogs that lives for 35 years. Yeah. It was Ace the Bat Hound, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it is Ace the Bat Hound, <laughs> who, according to his advertisements for his food, would still be alive and in perfect shape with a gleaming coat right now. Mm-hmm. Outlived Batman himself. Oh, yeah. Adam West is gone and in the grave, but that hound's still doing great eating that $35 a can of food. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. I don't know. He's a bit of a quack as far as dog food is concerned. I'm sorry. That's I'm, all right. I'm sorry. Dogs don't live for 25 years. I want them to. I wish it was true. Yeah. Maybe they do. Maybe Burt Ward is from a different universe. It's one of those things where if it was true, it would be backed by something bigger than a tiny company. I swear you'll have people that will be like, oh, no, that's big dog food for you. Trying to keep, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep the little man down. Um, yeah. So in the first four beats of the movie, you got several franchises already included. Or, of the movie. Might as well be. I'll call it that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. The first of the first episode, you're already getting several beats of like, all right, the Ray's still in there hanging out on Earth X. Um, kind of hope I see him again. I don't know that we'll see him again. But I like knowing he's out there. Well, you will see him again as as far as like comic book, because that comic book tie in, he was one of the characters that the monitor grabbed with Felicity and uh, a couple of the others that is going to be happening in lockstep with the with the crossover show. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So, so that, that was why we got that shot was to keep yeah. that tied in. Mm-hmm. That explains it. We got that. Well, we got Keaton. in the show. It looks like he just got hit by the antimatter and died in Earth X. But. Nah, he got you know he got transported to one of those towers for sure. Yeah, yeah, he got he got taken somewhere. Um, I mean, as far as the tie-ins though, where do you want to even start? I mean, we have started, but uh, what did you how'd you feel about uh Kevin Conroy's Batman? Liked it. You liked that he was he had gone too far. Yes. Yeah. Um, for two reasons. One, it was a lot of fun to watch Kevin Conroy of all people do that, and two, because it was kind of satisfying in a way because. Some of the people who complained so bitterly about Batman doesn't kill, I know, cited BTAS, and then now we have the voice of BTAS having gone too far himself. Oh, and these people are actually sh- are like showing up on online and and saying like, "Oh, Kevin Conroy is so much better than Batman," and then then Ben Affleck, and I'm like, dude, it. But no, if Kevin, anything, Affleck pulled back. This guy Kevin went Con- for it. Yeah, he Kevin Conroy's version like happily killed Superman. Yeah. Happily, yeah. Even had even had motive behind had like it. a Luthorian kind a, of uh, yeah, like disgust he, when he figured out there was a Kryptonian around him again. Said uh, you know uh, what was it? Clark uh, wouldn't say no to anything with a badge or a flag. 
big nod to Dark Knight Returns. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he was he was used in that book as uh, like a, a, I mean, kind of a Reagan sidekick. Mm-hmm. And it's a, you know, he says strange visitor from another from another world, all that. Uh, that that's all from old Adventures of Superman stuff. Mm-hmm. He used the exact phrasing. Mm-hmm. Loved that. Th- that worked for me. What didn't work for me was on Argo when they were sending John off in their rocket. Like, once again, once again, these Kryptonians only built one rocket. <laughs> <laughs> you would think they would kind of look around and go like, you know, things could go bad again. Here, but here's, um, here's a way. Right, here's one way to think of it. In, in our society, uh-huh. if... If I had like several hundred dollars that I kept in a safe in my home in in real currency, maybe a pistol or or something if I wanted to. Like if I had a couple of things like that that were like, I don't know, this shit could go sideways and I would like to maybe be able to defend myself and have real cash on hand because what if? Mm-hmm. And I kept it in like a private safe. I never, I didn't, I don't talk about it. I don't go on blogs and forums and, and do anything about it. That would be considered maybe me having like one... I'm not going to invest a lot in this, but if shit gets real crazy, yeah, I've got, I've got like a little fledgling twig of a plan, you know? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we, we tend to make fun of people who like have several go bags and practice drills, uh, the doomsday preppers, uh, because that's fucking insane. It, mm-hmm. And I know, I know any doomsday preppers are already thinking, yeah, you think it's insane until it shit happens. And then, okay. All right. Like, okay, calm down. I get it. But in the same way. Like the same reason the we in the South get made fun of because if we get an inch and a half of, of snow, everything shuts down. Uh-huh. And the people from other parts of the country laugh at us and be like, just throw on some snow tires, you idiots, you'll be fine, you can go to work, blah blah blah. Well no the fuck we can't because I because you know how much those cost? I'm not investing in that. That's insane for me to invest in. It's gonna cost yeah. me a day of work every now and then, and I don't have to invest in like seven hundred dollars worth of tires that I'll never use. And I don't have to invest in probably a storage unit somewhere to keep them going there from eight ninety five dollars a month or whatever it's gonna be. Like it's just a weird investment. Mm-hmm. Anytime I see the the one ship plan, I think, okay, these people aren't crazy, but they did have a little out. Mm-hmm. If anything, I take offense that the the ship seems to always be designed for a tiny person. Yeah, there's that too. It's never designed for a full grown adult. Which you know, for me, that's an aside. The worst part of that scene was them bringing in the Brando, with uh, Lois being like, you know, I forget what she said. I know what whatever you're for. something about the face of our death. I can't remember the line now because I'm stupid. But that I, I as soon as she as they were saying it, I was like. Oh, that shit's from Brando. That's straight from Christopher Reeve Superman. And it just it didn't feel at all like Lois. It didn't, not even this version of Lois. It didn't feel like something those characters would or this version of Superman. They they wouldn't say that. And like suddenly they get all like, you know, Shakespearean Kryptonian for a second. Uh I just I I thought that one was I'll forced. Give them this. Two reporters probably had some idea of like some some nice words to say on the on the on the day. It wouldn't be off the cuff for them. They, they probably had a draft ready mentally. Yeah. Which I'll say this too. And I, I really hope because every time we see Lois in these crossovers, she's she they're giving her the, the job of catching us up on what's been going on with Lois and Superman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so every time I've seen her, she's a had, reporter. She has had an unwieldy amount of exposition to snarkily throw out there. And I have thought it was awful every time, including now. 
like just oh my god shut up like she is awful so far to i me. didn't even notice really i i, I don't Lois I, wasn't somebody who stood out to me in one way or the other in this uh, i mean that's that's probably good for you yeah well i mean if she didn't stand out the way you're saying then yeah that was good for me i, I that, that was yeah i mean she's just like i'm okay with it but it just makes me feel like <laughs> when the cameras aren't there in their everyday life she's just standing around like recapping things in a snappy snarky way and clark is like yeah i know i was there shut up <laughs> i didn't get you like you'd have to point out a scene to me because it did, i don't know it just didn't come across to me that way like the first thing the first scene they're in the first scene oh it's where she's always recalling like, all his yes yeah and it's know. just like why are we doing this that didn't bother me and it also didn't seem like a recap or exposition so much as her just saying like you've done all of these amazing feats and yet poopy diaper that's a problem for you mm-hmm. and some part of me as a person who's changing those diapers uh fairly often these days kind of thinks yeah i don't care what i've done before this is terrible are you kidding there's, yeah. no, <laughs> there's no amount when i'm changing a diaper i'm not thinking of all the things i've accomplished before i'm just thinking this is a shitty task yeah <laughs> that i don't think anyone here wishes that we would prolong for a day longer than we have to yeah and you know i guess i'll see whatever think she's they... enjoying it i don't think i'm enjoying it i don't think mom's in the other room particularly enjoying it like i guess we'll see when the actual show the superman lois show comes out but i'll give you one prediction about the show when it comes out if it What's i mean that? it's still an if i think technically if yeah uh, but we're go- there's going to be a pilot at least. I don't know if we'll ever see it. But if we see the pilot, given our history, I would bet we're not going to like it. Probably. Uh, you know, I I I will give it a shot. You know how we do. I'll give it a shot. I'll continue to give it a shot because you know we watched three seasons of Lucifer, Lucifer before we liked it. Um, it was especially with the CW shows. The first episode for us has always been I don't know. And then by the yeah. second or third episode, we're we're pretty engaged. Batwoman being the exception, where the first episode was really good, and second, and third, we weren't so hot on. But yeah, but uh, I'm I'm still still not digging this Lois. Just not digging it. Well, we'll give I'm it time. Sorry, I'm so sorry. We'll see where it goes. So what uh, else? What are the other crossover parts? Did you like? They're not like. I enjoyed Black Lightning's uh bit. I've I've seen some complaints that it was just a bit and how they didn't do him justice. But you know what? I liked it. I enjoyed it. And um, have you seen the Black Lightning episode? Yeah, of course. That connects it? Yeah, of course. I'm um, not sure how that fits into continuity. Like, I don't know, because Earth 1 and Earth 2 didn't really seem to match up to what we'd seen before. Uh, I don't know if that was, like, actually Earth 1 and Earth 2, or if it was, like, here is one Earth, and here is the second Earth. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know exactly how they're connected, but I think they are. Yeah, Earth Crisis just seemed a little... It seemed a little... uh outside of even the multiverse continuity but i'll give them a minute no i mean they've got hundreds of numbers of them an x and i guess a crisis mm-hmm. but uh i liked the episode i thought it was interesting for the most part uh oh that was a thing for crisis you know when you call something crisis on infinite earths mm-hmm. and you only have a very very finite number of earths to play with mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe um find a different way of show showcasing us or show showcasing which earth you're on that doesn't just keep going earth one gotham city and then the next scene earth one different town then the next so scene, you're earth saying one the fact that they've been had digits <laughs> scrolling like lotto style 
meant that it was finite. Well, what I'm saying, no, what, I was, what I'm saying is if most of your story is going to take place in Earth 1 and you're touting infinite Earths, the fact that you keep showcasing and like, well, what, what Earth are we going to be on this time? Oh, it's 1. <laughs> well, but it was, a, it was useful to tell people where they were going to be at any given it, time. I agree with that. It is useful. I think it was necessary to I have think a title the, card. It is necessary to have the title card, but the 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 lottery style d d d d d did get my it, it always like brought my anticipation up like oh where are we gonna be and oh it's like, that's why Earth One like well, we were just at Earth One your damn emotions again we were at Earth One <laughs> dude all of these all right. shows are about emotions An- and I know. about An- playing with another, our emotions another interpretation I would I would posit would be once you've dropped the title card. And I don't think I literally saw them do uh, an establishing shot and then go back to the same earth and and like adjacently. Oh, they absolutely did. Did they? They absolutely did. Okay. Well, even still, I would argue that once you've done an establishing shot and you've established that we're going to be going to whatever earths we want to, that if you have another establishing shot and you don't tell me, I'll be wondering where I am mm-hmm. because you might be trying to pull a fast one. Yeah. So my, I- my advice would be if you're using an establishing shot, then yeah, go ahead and drop that card. Yeah. If you're not using establishment, if you're going to stay in the same universe, maybe just don't do an establishing shot. Right. I think, uh, well, I'm okay with the establishing shot because it's saying, hey, we're going to be in a, di- we're in a different city now. And I'm fine with them even saying Earth One Metropolis, Earth One Gotham City, Earth One Ivy Town, whatever it is. Right. But I think it, I think it is. It's the lottery countdown. And you're like, which number is it going to land on? And then it's one. And you're like, but I was just there the last three scenes. Stop. <laughs> Stop getting my hopes up. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Uh, but you know, any any little gripes that I, I'm having is just, yeah, whatever. It's, I, I, enjoyed the, I have enjoyed the shit out of it so far. <laughs> I really have, yeah. Uh, I don't know where to start with the parts I was deeply enjoying. I mean... Lucifer is the one that completely floored me because I, I just thought, yeah, and you know why it had to do with my emotions too? Because we went through so much shit watching that fucking show. It made it all worth it. <laughs> Only for it to finally become a good show, which was rewarding by itself because when Netflix got a hold of it, they kind of said, hey, you've got 12 episodes, make it happen. And uh-huh. sometimes giving a creator too much is a bad thing, apparently. Yeah. Yet more proof that sometimes restrictions are good. I would have made that argument for Joss Whedon, but then Justice League happened, so... <laughs> you can go too far with any principle i'll put it that way um like if i told you hey i need you to write a novel you've got three months uh gun to your head i need the end of this novel that would be better than just saying hey i'd like you to write a novel because if i ask you to write one it may last for 12 years if Uh i told you you have three months you might actually get something done and accidentally even that might be a good thing you you, like it might force you to make decisions and 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 do something you the analysis paralysis gets out of it Mm -hmm. but if i told you also hey i need you to write a novel in the next three months here's a quill and a roll of toilet paper Uh it's not gonna work out there are too many restrictions that can be a thing but in this case i think better uh, because like Mm -hmm. we we spent so much time with the show having too much and then finally that so it was rewarding enough to watch the show finally be good and then to actually see it pull through here and be something that's like i don't care what continuity they're in this universe and that universe are related now it, mm. it, i don't know it was really rewarding yeah what did you uh how did you feel about the titans cameo oh that was the other huge one for me um 
that was one of the ones where when I finally got to watch it on late, late, late Monday night, like after we'd recorded for three and a half hours between you and me and Day, uh, Matt. Um, <laughs> I'm Dave. Sorry. <laughs> that night they all blurred together. Um, that was one of those where I had to pause and, and message you. It was like, thank you. I know you must have known about this. Thank you for not spoiling me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm... I wonder because that was that scene was so short. I wonder did did they just grab footage from Titans and kind of thought just... about it. I don't know if they just grabbed footage from Titans. I know they didn't fly both of those people up to Vancouver to have one shot. Yeah, because that's crazy. That would be crazy. Like, but unless those two show up later in the narrative of season two of Titans, those two definitely disappeared for a minute. Yeah, that's true. They actually like wrote it in to where they both left the show for a second. <laughs> they were both off screen for a minute, but we don't know uh, production wise how they shoot. Mm-hmm. But we know they're in Atlanta and Vancouver's very far, very, very far away. Right. So physically, I feel like either that's a shot from the show that I've forgotten about, which is possible, but I'm not leaning that way. I'm leaning instead toward them asking the production of Titans, hey, can you just grab two characters for a few seconds and have them address a light we'll add the light in post i just need mm. two people looking scared for a second in costume yeah. don't care what or out of costume again don't care could have made all that work <laughs> and it's it's literally two two and a half seconds of, of footage i think it's doable by the production as long as the the legalities of it work out asking them hey can we borrow your footage mm-hmm. and can you shoot it for us um as long as the payouts worked and all the legalities worked, i think that's how they did it yeah Probably. And like you said, those people were not on screen the whole time. Maybe they had a, like a, how long would it take to put them on a roof, on a random roof in the costumes that hopefully they were already in that day. So you didn't spend time getting them in costume because that would add to the <laughs> right. cost of having to buy that piece of footage. <laughs> hey, you two, while you're here real quick. I mean, I, like to me, I'm likening it to like when in high school, which is my acting experience being in high school, um, when you're like in a play. And even when you're in costume, like on a, on the, the day before on the uh, rehearsals and stuff like that, when you're like full costume uh, rehearsals and shit, needing a couple pictures for a couple of flyers or some crap to put around the school. And it's like, hey, you, you're not you're not doing anything. Come here real quick. Smile against this background. All right. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Dress I have questions. questions. That's the term I want. All right. Do you do you think because be, me personally, I, I look at it and say they're going to use this to bring in. Some new characters, throw some pieces on the board. Mark Guggenheim has said as much. Mm-hmm. I don't think Black Lightning's world is going to stay gone. No. I, I don't think Supergirl's world is going to stay gone. No. Um, I think some of this is coming back. Absolutely. I think I think a bunch of it is. If not, all of it will be restored. Um, definitely, they've got Titan Season two, season 3 coming, so that's not going to go away entirely. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> mean... A lot of this we know just because we know that these shows still exist and there's not going to be some moment where like we're not going to come back to Titan season three and and they say like, well, you you remember you remember how we lost Jason and Hawk. That was kind of crazy how they went to another dimension for half a second and got eaten up by an antimatter wave. But we survived. So anyway, moving on. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they're not going to go back to Black Lightning and be like, well, it's just literally a show about Black Lightning now. Everyone else pretty much didn't make it out. Right. And we're also not going to go to a Supergirl where uh, Alex and uh, what's her name? Uh, Kara? Jimmy's. No, Jimmy's brother. Or Jimmy's sister. I Kelly. Mean. Kelly. Kelly. Um, where those two and 
I assume Lena, because I haven't seen anything from them, uh, probably Paris, because they were, you know, in, mm. in the move to get as many billions of people as they could off planet, uh, they, I mean, I didn't see them get off, did you? I saw them well, fight yeah. to the last stand and probably not make it. Yeah, we we don't know where they where they are. If you bet me right now, I would just tell you, yeah, they didn't they didn't make it. They were fighting for everybody else who didn't. Yeah, um, which you know, all of that presents a couple of problems. One, if they don't just if they don't leave these worlds destroyed, which I don't believe they will, because you're you're not gonna. First of all, you're not gonna set up any more adventures in '89 and not pay that off somewhere down the line. Yeah, they um, were just shout outs for a reason for certain properties. There were shout outs. And also, I don't believe they, I fully believe they will go back to Batman 89 somewhere. Somewhere. They could. And you could say I'm stupid or I'm crazy or it's a pipe dream. But guess what? All you people who said that shit said the same thing about John Wesley Ship's Flash. And look what we got. <laughs> I told ending. you they were doing some shit with that. Um, it took almost five years. Think- because of how much they've been trying to include it. And it has been years now that they have had 90s Flash as a as a thing. Like, I think that's something they brought in because they could. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, especially given the way this, this episode ended with um, getting a real flashback to the show, like a real scene from the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I, I just... I, th- this may be the last we see of this, but I would not be surprised if this was in somebody's back pocket from day one. Yeah. If Gugger Belanti had the idea, like, no, we we can we can use him. They could literally do anything, really. Like, they could bring in, they could mesh the worlds. They really could, and everyone just goes back to their life, and it's uh, very similar to their life. And only the heroes know. Oh, hey, there used to be multiple Earths or inf- infinite Earths. Speaking of, there's one thing that I do hope stands. Uh huh. I kind of hope. I mean, Earth 2 as it is, unless we get some shout out from the major characters that didn't make it on screen, uh, not Earth 2, Earth uh, 38, unless we get some shout out that those characters did make it on a ship, I feel like we're just going to reverse that, largely. Uh-huh. But Earth 38's the only Earth that we spend a lot of time with on screen mm-hmm. actually doing an exodus of some kind. Yeah. So I, that was one of my hopes going into the crisis was that we wouldn't have this weird, you have to have an interdimensional portal to get to Supergirl thing. It was the one universe of all the other shout outs and everything else that I was thinking, okay, you're all airing on the same channel, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Black Lightning included, but him, I just didn't have expectations for. Supergirl was the one who was like, no, I would like y'all to be existing on the same single piece of Terra. That would be fantastic it, because it would allow for a little more crossovers without it being such a big deal. Well, they've already got it set up, and this is this is why I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to go. Earth thirty eight will come back. Yeah, I think uh, so too. I think, uh, but I'd kind of like a payoff for the, all that effort to get billions of people off. Right, uh, and not to mention Oliver's sacrifice. But yeah, yeah. I mean, well, his, the payoff the payoff for his sacrifice is he'll be the specter. We'll get something for that. And by the way, even if those billions of people get to go back to where they came from, that last scene with Oliver was pretty great. It was. I really enjoyed that last line. His last real line uh, in the middle of a battle was like, it's like, it's time. And he's like, well, is everybody gone? Well, it's not time. And he had, he had said it with a, t- a determination in his voice. It was like, man, Amel was really enjoying himself right here. Yeah. And even like, even him shifting the balance and, and changing what was supposed to happen, dude. Like, I love that Monitor was shook. Like, I, I yeah. love that he was just like, that was not how I foresaw him dying. <laughs> And it's so cool, though, that, like, this whole thing started with Arrow. 
and like a character that shouldn't mean this much. And then all these years later, we're like, man, he, this, the whole thing fucking started with the green arrow of all people. Yeah. And for to have a little meta moment, to me, what came across as a meta moment, where even Monitor, like in this show, the a godhead is just sitting there like, I did not see that coming. This human was uh, something, wasn't he? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker was something. Oh, that was that was one of the things I didn't like about the first episode was that it was just basically like I felt like it was like a fourth wall joke or something like it wasn't funny, but it was like, like, Dad, thank you so much for letting me be a small part of your adventures, you know, yeah. for however long. And he's like, I have a feeling you're going to have adventures of your own. I feel like they were about to just both like look at the camera and go, watch Green Arrow and the Canaries coming next fall. Yeah, I wanted a promo. Like, to oh, shit. Guys, come on. We I agree. Know. They we did know. their best with the material on that, but I thought those two lines were a little too on the head. Yeah. Completely agree on that part. It was it was too too there too much too much y'all. <laughs> that one was too much. Um, but yeah, man, I I enjoyed um, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I don't think that they're going to keep the the Earth separate, and I don't. Uh, no, I don't think they're they're gonna uh, put them all together. I think they will keep them separate. Uh, no I way don't is think Titans either completely. You, you I, think they're gonna do some amalgamation? I don't. I don't know what it will be, but I don't think we're going completely back to square one. Or square whatever. I don't. No, I don't think of. it'll be completely out. To, uh, I don't think it'll be completely back. I, um, I, I think John Wesley's ship's sacrifice will stand. Yeah, that part. And how much did you love that shot from the freaking pilot of the Flash? Oh, yeah. When Tina's telling him she believes in him. Oh yeah. my god. So young. And <laughs> I, I so long ago. I want to know what happened to Tina, dude. Like, because he said I was married once, and he talks about Tina. Yeah. Like, well, we've seen in this universe that there's a version of Tina still around. In this universe, in but this universe, I, I, I guess Earth 90 is gone now, though. Yeah, and Earth 90, presumably, it was that Tina, and they were married and all that. Yeah. In this universe, there's just another very similar Tina who's also a badass. Right. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I, I specifically want to know the fate of Earth 90 Tina. <laughs> I get it. Um, I, I suppose she died in the crisis or their version of the crisis or whatever. I mean, so many characters I'd like to know the fate of. But yeah, absolutely. We're only going to get a taste. Speaking of, Smallville. Yeah. We haven't talked about Smallville. We haven't talked about Smallville. Fuck yeah for Smallville. Yes. Also, I am torn. Of course. <laughs> Thus is your nature. Describe. <laughs> um, I will okay. attend. <laughs> I'm torn because... By the way, um, I totally need Oliver to say attend a couple times, don't you? Yeah. Well, somebody somebody show, uh, online threw up a, uh, a cover of a, I think it was a Batman comic with like the specter towering above Batman and saying, you have failed the city. And I went. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, great. That's great. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think um, what's interesting is Mark Guggenheim said he, they wrote that scene uh I guess he wrote it with, uh, you know, a couple of people who actually wrote Smallville, wrote for Smallville. Mm -hmm. They wrote this bit. And according to Guggenheim, Tom read the scene and said, dude, you guys wrote like the one scene I would actually agree to. Which is a really cool thing. And I agree. And I like where everyone's head was at. But when I read that, you know what I thought? Because it's popular right now. What's that? You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, but here's here's my thing, and I'm I'm gonna cross my fingers. I'm gonna hope against hope here. 
that we see a return from Tom Welling because as as it presented as presented in Smallville, I do not believe that he would give up his powers. Oh, I totally do. Just because he was a dad. Like I feel like he would be like, "No, I need to like be an example and like I have these abilities and I can save people." And also, I'm assuming that they they didn't like clean up all the kryptonite in Smallville, so who's stopping the freaks of the week? Because you know, in that can in that canon, there's gonna be a freak of the week every week. Yeah. Well, now I will say this: they got more serialized over time. But if they decided to shoot Smallville in Atlanta, like a, a follow up series in Atlanta instead of Vancouver, that way Tom Welling can be happy. And <laughs> if they based it around his daughters, and he was like a former Superman who was trying to mentor his powered half Kryptonian daughters, shit, yeah. Oh yeah, I'd love it. Uh, deep throwing level. that out there into the universe, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Like ever since this crossover, everybody's like Brandon Ralph series, please. Smallville series, please. You know, everyone just wants you know uh, these people to come back, but they could really do anything. Like they could have. I they could have. I think that speaks to how well this crossover did. Yeah, yeah I think representing so. characters that were really well loved and having a lot of respect for those characters. Mm-hmm. Like Guggenheim clearly loves this material. Oh yeah, that son of a bitch may be a liar, but he is not. He is one of us. He's a liar by trade. I I know. I know. He's just burned me so many times. <laughs> but that that small villain though, to me, it was it was perfect in a lot of ways. Um, some some part of me is even hoping he shows up again now because he he does kind of kind of look up with a sense of you almost have this look, and he's got a real aloof nature to him. Welling's uh, acting, but so you can read into it kind of what you want in a way. But some part of me was like, yeah. He, he, he does realize that that's, that's a real thing, like multiverse, ending, all that. And then the other part of me thought, well, you know, they spent a lot of time in Smallville setting up the idea that he wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if Lois is back on the farm and he's back on the farm, that means that both of them, to some extent, had a character arc where they were like, yeah, we've done our part for King and Country. Um, I'm going to take my ball and I'm going to go home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I... I wouldn't be surprised if he had mentored people well enough. Like, you remember the characters that are in that universe? You've got Aquamans and Martian Manhunters and freaking... There's all kinds of people in that universe. Yeah. There's no reason. No reason he necessarily had to stay, I would say. But I do agree that, like, it was a really nice ending. It was a really nice ending for him. And for him just getting to punch Luther and all that. Yeah, that was fun. I think the funny thing was it was a great... It was a great ending for Tom Welling. Mm -hmm. Not a great ending for Clark Kent. I I, I don't on that. I don't buy that he would give that Clark would give up his powers. I totally buy that Tom Welling would give up the powers. He did just be like I don't want to do this. <laughs> I I would buy that, but I think there's some Lutheran instinct in you that's telling you like why would you give up those powers? Like the same Lex literally calls him out and why would you ever do that? You were a god. Um, yeah, but and- the reason they gave it was not sufficient for me. Yeah. I, but 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 it works it the scene worked for me because lex had the same face i did when lex stepped on that toy and then like looked underneath his foot and then like looked up at clark like really dude like that was the same response i have it's like really you had a kid so you just thought oh lame why would you stop being superman because you had a kid man come on i get it but it's not like you're it's 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 super risky behavior being superman uh-huh. And you can make an argument, and there are several graphic novels that go through this, so we don't have to entirely. But you can make an argument on the one hand that it would be a hell of an example to set, but you could also make an example, or you make, you could also make uh, the argument that 
yeah, maybe you're setting an example of, of what uh, someone should do in certain circumstances. But even if you're right, you're, you're still leaving this child without a father. And, you know, Lois is Lois is a, a bad girl. I mean, I'm sure she can handle single parent parenting. I, I have no doubt of it. But, I mean, do you really not want to be there with or for your kid? Is that is that worth it? Part of me thinks that I, I have a little bit of faith in the rest of the characters in the Smallville universe. That he didn't just leave everything up for grabs. Yeah. That he had had enough time being, you know, overpowered. That at some point you're like, man, I've I spent 30 years doing this. I'm good. And I just, I, I, I do, I do kind of want that simple life. I could yeah. argue it either way, and I would kind of have to agree with you either way. Yeah, I, you know. I think it's a preference thing. I'm like, you know, yeah, you might leave your kid without a father. Also, you might get in a car wreck tomorrow, and because you're not invul- invulnerable now, you're going to die and leave him without a father. Also, yeah, but you have you're... the power to stop the multiverse from being dissolved. Oh, you got to leave you your kids apparently. without a universe. You don't. Because dozens of Luth- of Luthers killed dozens, or no, one Luther killed dozens of Supermen. Yeah. And he apparently doesn't have the power to do as much as he thinks he does. Because ultimately, something like the Book of Destiny or a multiverse and antimatter can come along and just decide you don't fucking matter anymore and you're out. And that's one thing when, you know, just luck and chance come to get you. Like you get in the car, like you said, and you go to work that day and, and somebody's brakes don't work and, and that's you. You're, you know, story wrapped. You're, you're good. You're done. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing when you keep putting yourself in harm's way over and over again intentionally, even if it's for a good reason, for a good cause. And like I said, you can argue that yeah, I like doing that. so I like, is I like a heroic. It's, it's a heroic thing to do, and it's, it, it's an example to set. Like anybody whose parent is a first responder of any kind, I get it. Also, you'd have you'd have to admit like it's it's heroic and it's brave and it's a hell of a thing to to leave as an example. But every day you go to work, you hope you make it home, don't you? I mean, nobody really wants to not have that family and not be there for their child. Yeah. To me, it's a tough one. And I enjoy the philosophy of it. Yeah. Like so yeah. many things about Superman, I can wax philosophical about him for, for a long time. <laughs> Even when you take away his powers, I can still bullshit for a while. I do like the idea that Smallville, if anyone could, it would be the Smallville Superman who wound up taking the kingdom come route, but in a positive light. Does that make sense? Well, it's like he retired to the farm. A little bit, yeah. But it's the real farm, and it's for the right reasons. It's not because Lois died. It's because he and Lois had children. And Well, that actually, if if we're giving the show a little bit of credit for doing it, then maybe that's something they were going for, was that juxtaposition of like, yeah, this guy got the happy ending. Yeah. This guy's hopeful in spite of not getting that. But you know what doesn't work, though, is uh, there's a bit where... um, Lois mumbles about uh, Brandon Routh, Superman, or she says, he just doesn't give up on any Earth, does he? And I'm like, except for the Smallville Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Again, you could still argue he didn't give up. He just left it to other capable people and decided that he had earned the ability, earned the right to have his family. I'm just saying it's a bad look is all. That's all I'm saying. And I do think what I just said is maybe the theme, because Tyler Hecklin's Superman literally has that conversation early in the first episode, Mm -hmm. where he's talking to Supergirl, and he's like, I just, maybe I was foolish to think I could have all that. Yeah. And then apparently, you're not. You just didn't get, you didn't get a good roll of the dice, dude. You like. The, the Superman in Elder Earth, Smallville Superman, did great. He uh, he decided it was time for him to actually have a family and be able to settle down and be normal and enjoy the, you know, all the environs of humanity, for better or worse. And he got that. You got fucked. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. But that's that's why I feel like it was, it was a great ending for Tom Welling, though, is because 
basically they're like there's a crisis coming and like the multiverse and he's just like like just like he said he's like he's aloof he's yeah. just like kind of just all right well f the multiverse man i'm gonna go check out what my kids made a mess apparently <laughs> oh damn it there's a luther all right you're not my legs but whatever punch i did enjoy the bit where he just throws the kryptonite where he stares at it kind of quizzically and just just tosses it mm-hmm. and looked like he had a decent throwing arm sure. good form He's, I mean, he's still a beefcake, dude. Well, it doesn't. I've seen beefcakes that don't fucking know how to throw a thing. Well, yeah, <laughs> like unless it, it, it's a throwing arm is a thing you develop over time. <laughs> it's a skill. You don't get it just because you went to the gym. Mm-hmm. And Lex is president. Oh, and Lex is still president. Yeah. yeah. They kept that part of the continuity. Yeah. I I kind of gathered, though, that like in his version in the Smallville universe right now, him and Lex weren't on bad terms. I got the the the. Well, I mean, he's not Superman anymore. I know, but Clark Kent and Lex Luthor still know each other in Smallville Universe. Like, I, I gathered that, let's put it this way, I gathered that when he says, well, I didn't know the president was in town, that had the president been in town and he had time, he would stop by and say hi for a second and how's the kid and move on with the state, maybe. Maybe, mm-hmm. we're not, maybe we're not talking drinks and stay over that night, but we're talking about drop by and say hi. Yeah, maybe, maybe a phone call every once in a while. That was one of the fun parts of Smallville. Those two, those two bonded a lot. They were... Back and forth on how much their animosity they had toward another. Yeah, I I would have loved to have seen like just Lex sitting sitting close to the stump as he was chopping wood, just having a beer. Like, man, we're both retired. I'm not president anymore. <laughs> You're not Superman anymore. I've done my thing. I fixed most of the world's problems in like the eight years. Could have gone twelve. I didn't want to. Yeah. Anyway, good job that, chopping that wood. That would have been a fun scene with uh, if you had. Kara and Lena forced to to go there. Oh yeah, those two just being best buds after a while. Yeah, like because you know they're they're in a in a certain you know what? In arena of tumult. I want those two to be talking about fishing tackle, like a really inane conversation. Oh my god, it'd be amazing. <laughs> a really stupid conversation. It's very particular about their next fishing trip that they're very excited about, <laughs> like clearly geeking out over. And those two show up and like, seriously? Yeah. Like really? I, 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 well, I would want it to be like still true to their nature. Like Clark saying something about like, oh, you want to, you want to go fishing later? And he's like, that's eh, not the time of year for whatever fish. And he's like, and Clark would be like, yeah. Uh, they've been known to bite before in this at this time of year. Always the optimist, you know, something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, uh, not getting trout this time of year, Clark. I'm gonna th- try. All right, fine. And then you have, and then Luther being like, "All right, but if you're gonna try, we're gonna have to come up with this kind of tackle." And like him, him solving the problem of how to catch a rare fish. <laughs> Absolutely. While they're discussing it. <laughs> Absolutely. And you have Kara and Lena show up, and you know they're clearly in a in a in a bout of tumult, and uh, and Lex just. Lex and Clark just look at each other and kind of grin because they they've been there and then, yeah, yeah. and then Lex goes, "Hey, eh, you guys will get over it." Like, <laughs> <laughs> or just or even Lex saying something a little on point, be like, I, "This is kind of funny to watch right now because I promise at the end of the day you're going to have more in common than you have against each other. Just wait for it." Yeah, yeah. That's, anyway, that that's silly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I I would love it if uh, Rosenbaum did show up again. I would love it if uh, if we saw Clark uh, put on the suit again, you know, and, and become Superman again for this for some reason. We still got two part two parts two parts. Yeah, can't uh, getting his power back is apparently not off the table. Um, well, I gotta say that it's um, not. The, the, the monitor too. has been losing all of his powers 
and it's possible that he's past the ability to be able to give you know vibe his powers back. It, we, he may not be at a point where he could give Smallville Superman his powers back anymore. Oh, oh shit! He's been diminishing the entire time. No, no, I didn't even think about that, but that's what's going to happen. What? If he can give Cisco his powers back, he can give Tom Welling his powers back. And that, I mean, he can. Yeah, I didn't even think about that until you said it. I think he's that, too depowered what, to do so. But nah, he'll be he'll come back. No, I mean, he literally puts the whole thing off in pariah at the end. <laughs> yeah. Let me, para- let me paraphrase the last thing he says in this last episode. I'm going to go to bed. It's on you, bud. <laughs> okay. Whoever does it. But you're, you're right. He did give Vibus powers back. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that, to me, that's, a, uh, that's an indicator. That's Chekhov's gun, man. I mean, it could be. But that's focusing on a small part. No, I was focusing on a small bill. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would. After I said Yay! it, I felt that. Yeah, there you were. Um, um, <laughs> and I don't, honest, it, honest, my honest bet, I don't think we're getting that. And I don't think we're getting Rosenbaum uh, because we already have a Luthor apparently involved in the last couple episodes. Uh-huh. And I just, I just don't think we will. I just don't think there'll be time. Unless it's. Some grand triumphant scene of everybody returning all at once. And in that case, uh, I will squill and pee all at the same time. <laughs> we need a we need we need a DC endgame, man. Yeah. Um man, man. I did enjoy seeing Birds of Prey. For for hot for sex. just a second. I don't I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm good with no more of that though. Uh I get it. That was just not a good show. Sorry. It wasn't. But you know what? I I I, I I hate the idea that all these Earths don't exist, and I think they will by the end of this thing. I think they'll come back. I really do. I don't think we're going to do the comic book crisis. Um, oh, no. I don't think we're going to do all or none. I think there will be some, some middle ground. I think it will be skewed heavily toward things going back to normal, but I, I think the events of the crisis will matter. I think it's weird that I we haven't seen I just wouldn't know where more... to put my stake in the ground on it, on what will and what won't matter. Yeah. I don't know. I'm a little weird that we haven't seen more of Psycho Pirate because they did set him up last year. And he's a, a big part of the crisis. Yeah. We might see him in the last two parts or something. Hell, he's actually a really big part of the uh, Cosmic Treadmill, and we didn't see him at all for that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm sure there's still a part for him. Yeah. They wouldn't have set it up if there wasn't a plan. Oh, they may have had to alter a plan. Ooh, you know what? I will give you one bet. What's that? He's there. That's his ability. Martian was being tested. Malefex on the board. Okay. Well, John literally says, uh, this time I'm being tested. Mm-hmm. And we have a Malefect whose one single Martian ability that is above and beyond any other Martian ability is to incept and, and make something your idea, your plan. Uh-huh. Um, and it's apparently very rare. Like, he's the only one who's ever been shown to have it in their entire culture. Yeah. And all of that geared up, like, if I, if, you know, the psycho pirate is not, I mean, he's, he's one of those underused people in a way, like, because he's actually kind of super powerful when you think about it. I mean, if I could just yeah. walk into a room and control the emotions of everyone there, I could control the outcome of any event I wanted to. Yeah. Um, it would not matter. Like you're just, you, you draw arms against me. I tell you, you're supposed to love me. You, you, you want to love me and I need you to hate this other person. I'll just tell you to do that instead. It doesn't matter. I can just control whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, having, the Martians are a bunch of heavy hitters to have against the board if you're going to have a Martian or if you're going to have a psycho pirate on there. Yeah. I think those two are going to play together. That's my okay. bet. All right. Cool. I mean, Malefic, I, I don't want Malefic to go back to bad, though. No, I think he's on a good trajectory right now. 
And also, have I gotten to say that I've really enjoyed seeing that guy actually get to play a role? <laughs> yeah. Because I've loved his voice for so long. Yeah, dude. Like, I enjoyed but, I enjoyed seeing him on Mad TV all those years ago. Yeah, but I didn't watch a lot of Mad TV. It just didn't it didn't strike me. There was only a couple sketch, sketches that I I really enjoyed. And I, I was sad I didn't to, really start to love him Ed, until I heard him as a voice actor. As funny as it was, I I do I I grimace every time he gets his head blown off in, in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> that is imminent. <laughs> yeah, he's just in the back seat of the car talking to talking to John Travolta and Samuel. Just Jackson. trying his best not to be super scared about everything, and then they hit a pothole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's a, a really good lesson about gun safety. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, hmm. How much do you want to bet that next year's crossover? And I wonder if we're going to get a tease uh, at the end of this one. But I, I would love it if I think we'll the, get a tease at the end of this one. You think we'll get a tease? I think yeah, it should, I'd put it should money say on that like too. next year zero hour. Like I mean, they've been doing it for a few years, uh, and I, I wouldn't mind. And zero hour would be pretty sweet. Because Zero um, Hour was pretty much what they did to like try to like fix the 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 problems with with Crisis yes, in the comics. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but I don't foresee them actually taking away their ability to to because right now they're in a sweet spot where Supergirl can have her own adventures, Superman can have his own adventures, and they are not affecting anything that goes on in the on Earth One. Earth One doesn't get you know you, you don't have that whole like. Well, why couldn't Superman just show? Well, I can't. I know. Car I know. Just show. That's you, a problem that even yeah. Supergirl has to ride against. Right. So I get so it. And they're in a super, uh, no pun intended, sweet spot. Uh, with they literally have a tiny handheld device that can take them to different worlds. They can pop over anytime they damn well please. All they have to say is, "Oh, I just talk to Cisco." I know, and it's and he's back now. So yeah, in, in full form. Yeah, so, I agree with the point. Part of me, as a fan, would like them to be able to cross ever more, but I, I, and and that would be more convenient. But as as you as you just pointed out, that that's doable either way. And as and, Travis Hines, our buddy Travis, has said over and over again to me, why the hell isn't aren't Oliver and Barry talking about the, what was coming? Like the whole season, <laughs> they're just like they should be saying something to one another. I'm like, eh, I can head cannon it away, but I don't, you know, these problems are there, so I don't. And they're in the same universe, so... Well, my me- favorite example of why they don't is... You remember when they uh, they bring up Constantine at some point in Arrow while they're, while they're dealing with Damien Dark? Uh-huh. And I, one of the team just brings up, uh, well, can we, can, we, can we call Constantine or something? And he says, oh, no, he's in hell. <laughs> oh, no, he's literally in hell. Yeah. Like, establishing the idea that, to some extent, they are text buddies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they they do know something about the other's whereabouts. So to me, in my background headcanon, it's that it's they they do have a rough idea of what's going on. But when they're texting each other, it's like, hey, how you doing? Oh, shit's getting crazy. Oh, me too, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like real generic for them. Like it'd be like us talking about a, a hard work week or something. But for them, it's like, yeah, fucking I got the thinker going on over here. And this guy's got some crazy shit going on. Like uh, actually Batwoman summed up pretty well. Uh, but when they introduced her in the crisis, she uh, takes down this van load of peep of uh, rabbits. Uh-huh. And uh, by the way, I love Brainiacs. Oh, this one talks to rabbits. Anyway, um, it, <laughs> she takes down this van load of rabbits and has her foot on one, re- like ready to get a her interrogation on. And uh, Harbinger Lila shows up with you know 
crisis, blah, 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 crazy sentence. And she just says like, okay, I'll deal with your crazy after I'm done with mine. Yeah. And I kind of think that flippancy is to me like that back channel communication they, they, they actually use. Mm-hmm. It's not canon. It's in my head. But I, I think there's precedent for it. And uh, that, that's what gets me through the days. Fair enough. Also, it's, I'm sure there's many things I, I'm forgetting to bring up. But one of the ones that I have to, Cisco's decision. Preach on it, man. That was so boss. Cisco's decision to go ahead and let uh, Jay Garrick give up his life instead of Barry. Well, it wasn't Jay Garrick. It was Barry. I'm sorry. It was Barry <laughs> instead of Barry. Yeah. My bad. Forgot which yeah, you Henry be, we were dealing with. Maybe two um, later. Yeah. <laughs> that might be later as well. Yeah. Like actual Barry versus Barry and and Barry tries to call him out on it. And Cisco, I'm paraphrasing, just says like, you put me in charge. I made a decision and walks off like a fucking boss. Yep. Loved it. He was the only one that could have made that decision too in that room at the time. He was the only one that could have could have overpowered those two and made a call. I, oh, I fucking loved it. They've set that up. The entire season, his that one line where he just says, you put me in charge, I made a decision, or whatever it was. Yeah. I was so happy with that. That was great. That was so great. And just, I can't I can't reiterate enough. Like, I, I called this. I called this. Uh-huh. Uh, not that part. Uh, that's not what I'm reiterating, even though I did twice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did I did call that Marnovu said The Flash. He didn't say which one. He didn't say which one, yeah. I'll be damned if John Wesley Ship didn't say that exact same thing that I've been saying on the show. Yep. But I was happy that it was him because it completes a freaking arc that started in 1990. Yep. 89 production-wise. Yeah. I was so happy with that. Like, mm-hmm. no, Barry didn't die. No, Wally didn't take over for him and become the Flash, which would have been cool, too. Oh, here's a fun thing. On that picture that we've been seeing since day one of the Flash premiere, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Grant Gustin Flash premiere, yeah, in the Gideon room, it's uh-huh. always been Flash vanishes in, vanishes in crisis, uh-huh. and the story is written by uh, Iris. I don't think it was always written by Iris. Oh no, it's changed a couple times. You're right. Uh, originally yeah. written by Iris West Allen, the story says Flash vanishes in crisis, and it's a picture of Barry. But when you think about it, that might just be their stock picture of Barry. Or a stock picture of the Flash. Uh-huh. There's no reason that paper, as it's written, is not still true, including the headline and the, you know, red skies and everything else. Yeah. And it's just uh, mislead this entire time, a red herring, if you will, the entire time that it was Barry. I, I, think, I think it does change. I think it will change. The headline? Yeah. I don't know. In, in a certain way, Gideon's kind of gotten to the end of her rope. Um, we, I mean... I worry, like, I wonder about Gideon for a lot of reasons. One, Gideon was supposedly designed by Barry Allen, but we haven't seen anything with that in a while. And then Mm -hmm. she shows up on Wave Rider. Right. I don't really know the Gideon story here. I think it's one of those little corners of this universe that they have room to explain and explore at some point. Well, okay. Siri can have different accents, so we can just go ahead and explain that away. I'm not worried about the accents and the actresses. Right. Um, But Barry Allen did create Gideon. Mm Mm-hmm. Originally, but originally he was supposed to disappear in 2024, not 2019. So he still had a lot of time to develop her. Um, at this point, she's like a time remnant. She's just kind of in, in like a little pocket universe. See, I'm not sure. Um, I was, I assume if you watch this, you're caught up on the flash as well. Anyone uh-huh. who's listening. And um, you remember a few episodes ago when Cisco develops a berry to be like a, yeah, a pinch hitter. Yeah. 
he essentially develops an AI. And I would not be surprised if that was the AI she's talking about when she says I was invented by Barry Allen. That it was Cisco Tech that invented fucking Gideon. Interesting. And it would still stick. Like the idea that it's still Gideon that's in the Wave Rider, that it's a self-building Ooh. learning AI. Hell yeah. What? Yeah. What if the Barry program creates Gideon? Yes, exactly. That's awesome. Hell yeah. I don't know if it's true, but I want them to use it because that's cool. That would that, That's like a whole season of Flash right there. <laughs> it could be at least an episode of Legends. Yeah. That's dope, dude. Yeah. I like that. Even had his little avatar. You, know, you could watch the little Barry avatar build something. Mm. <laughs> what are you coming up with? A spawn. All right. Uh, very quickly, because I have to go. Um Predictions for the the last two parts. I think we, uh, I think Marnovu will be back. I think uh, the multiverse will mostly go back to uh, its its uh, original formation. Though sacrifices will not be completely in vain. I think Oliver will be the Spectre. He will have died. Uh, and um, I'll put it this way: if if everything goes back to normal. And all that's really happened is some people have gotten some costume changes and a little bit of a different backstory in certain ways. Else to be really happy with this crossover. I don't think, I think some Earths will, will have died. I think, I think we will get, I, look, there is a shot and they have said it now. They have said that there will be something involving baby Sarah. Oh, okay. But the child of destiny, it was destiny's child, if you will. <laughs> There was like months ago, there was like an interview with Mark Guggenheim and some other people and like in the background on the whiteboard for crisis and for the upcoming seasons and stuff, there is there you could see it in the background blur. But you, if you squint, it says baby Sarah. Okay. Um, that shit's happening. Something there's something with Sarah that's going to happen. And um, so I'm, I'm predicting that. Not even really predicting, just saying they're gonna just follow up on that somewhere. That's on the board still somewhere. Um, oh, something I did love was uh, was Pariah. I, I really loved the end of this last episode where they all put together right before it shit gets you know tits up on them. Uh, they they kind of <laughs> say they they put it together like oh he's only here when oh fuck <laughs> you know uh-huh. and and then it goes sideways. I mean. And I, God, I've, I've really enjoyed, like, because I always thought Lida was a badass. I love her being some, like, the Harbinger in general. And I love her being a true, genuine, cosmic, time and world-ending badass now. Like, it's... Except now she, she's, you know, under the the thrall of the Anti-Monitor. Oh, yeah. But physically, she just Cisco brought down... hating that name! <laughs> that was pretty good. Can I be at the next meeting, meeting next like, time we're going to do this? We're just doing this stuff without me now? Anyway, so how do we defeat yeah. the uh, anti-monitor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a good bit. Yeah, there's a lot to play with there. I I really loved when uh, when Pariah sends out his whatever you want to call it, his last hope tendrils. Um, <laughs> he, and apparently, according to the premiere or the uh, promo, uh, we got to see like 14 seconds or something. Everyone goes to the beginning of time itself, and I guess that's the final battle. I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh-huh. But I did really enjoy, like, the few that are left in that room. It's Tyler Hicklin's Superman, it's Elongated Man, and uh, Iris. And they both, like, they all three kind of approach uh, the Harbinger Animonitor hybrid thing. And and just with all the confidence in the world, say, like, I don't know where they went, but they're going to fight with every fucking last breath. And we are, too. It's like, oh, goddamn, that's a good moment. Yeah. It's the kind of shit I tune in for when I look at this weird cosmic shit. 
I want heroes. I want people that sound like heroes. That sound like a hero. I like yeah. it. I'm excited that Lex took uh, Brandon Routh's place, even though I didn't want him to. I was like, no! I get it. But it was kind of funny. It was. And I like Cryer's version of Lex Luthor, so I'm pretty happy with it. I do. <laughs> In <Yeah>. a way. <laughs> oh, my Although gosh. they keep what saying, hey, at some point they said the eight of us, and I is the eighth monitor? Because I kept looking at the promo a couple times. I, like, I kept pausing and only finding seven people. I mean, I, I saw know. the Paragons, and including... Choi, which by the way, I think I'm gonna like this change. I enjoy that character. Um, yeah. I I kept I kept looking at it. I never saw an eighth person. Yeah, I don't know. I don't recall any of that. <laughs> I mean, again, I suppose the monitor, but yeah. By the way, I I don't remember what it was in reference to, but I loved I loved uh, Cryer's Luthor just like sarcastically curtsying while he was. Oh in, yeah, that was on good. the Wave Rider. That was. Which, good. I do think it's funny that it's an alternate Wave Rider because Sarah promised her team no more crossovers. Yeah, that was good. That was and most so of dumb. them got out of it. So dumb, but funny. Yeah, and the Heat Wave and I and uh, Captain Cold bits were pretty good. I, you know, I love that Mick oh. for some reason. The thing with Mick and the Baby was fantastic. The thing with Mick and the Baby was fantastic. I love that his version of of Gideon is is just snort. His, his buddy's voice. Yeah. Oh man, and I love that they found a way to work him in. Yeah. And good. I have every I have every belief that the next up like the the like the what what is it like the last episode or the next episode of 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 Crisis is a Legends episode so they'll 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 get them in. Oh no, proper. it's one night. It's going to be Arrow and Legends on the uh, I think it's January fourteenth. Yeah. So they'll Sorry, definitely I have that get on the, the calendar, and it's like every other piece of knowledge these days. If it's not in front of me and my phone's in charge of it, I don't remember it. Yeah, but they'll they'll definitely get. They'll get uh, the legends involved in, in a more extended capacity, I believe. And I'm here's a prediction. A prediction for the rest of the for Crisis. Uh, we'll get Bebo. <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> I will tell you though, happen. I'm happy with the legends as I've been given them. Mm-hmm. They uh, and and also the fact that you know I I promised my team no more crossovers, and then you look at the episode itself, and Monitor promised uh, Oliver, you know, your, your sacrifice will suffice for burying Car. Uh-huh. Well, guess what? New deal. Well, that was I mean, he was being technical, but he was like, no, that was for Elseworlds. This is this is a different thing. Well, that's my thing is like Oliver objects to Barry says he's going to die and he just says like, no, 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 I did save them. This is a new problem. You don't understand. We're not dealing with the same problem. Uh-huh. This is some new bullshit. You've got to you got to get on board. I didn't I my promise is fulfilled. This is anyway. So, to the same to the same end, the fact that it ends on Legends, which is a very inclusive property, and the fact that uh, Sarah has already said, like, no, I promised him no to crop. I, I kind of wonder if they're going to pull that on, Car- on Sarah, too, where she's like, no, I, yeah, I mean, I promised you, but this is a new shit. Yeah. So welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Also, half of the Legends are already on and involved and in a way that I really am enjoying. So Absolutely. even if we didn't get the rest, it's still a pretty good showing. Yeah. And I'd be okay with no Bebo. And it's pretty much all. The, it's pretty much the half that I like. So, the half of those characters. <laughs> it's that the I like. half that I'm more invested in than the others, for sure. Yeah. The, I mean, sorry, everybody else, but you keep changing, and I don't know how much I can care in certain times. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I'll, I'll. I mean, I miss sorry. Yeah. Oh, and Nora. Yeah. yeah. Nora's kind of still around in a certain way. And, I mean, uh, she's not in the crossovers. What I mean. No, she's not in the crossovers. And you know. And she, she won't be around too long in general. I know. I'm so sad about that. Her and Ralph are going to retire from being in Vancouver for three months out of the year. I'm pretty sure they didn't make that decision. Uh, I don't know. 
the show's going to keep going and and they went out together so my thought is yeah. that they probably decided together well, no i think based on what they said based on what brandon routh said i don't think they i don't think it was their decision i think they decided that their story was done oh maybe maybe i mean they've written out uh Tony and Golden Globe Award winners before because they thought their story was done. So yeah, maybe. But anyway, I'm sure there's something we're missing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I can't keep track of everything. No, this this has gotten this got big. Um, you want to go to the wrap up version of like, hey, tell us what we're missing and uh, and you know, write in, talk to us, whatever you want. Yeah, to do. guys, or you know, whoever. You know, it is it, scary. You know, I we've we've had some voting going on to see what we should be calling. Our listeners, our fans. Oh, Christ. Yeah. How's that working out? It looks like it's either going to be uh, Squirrel Chasers Mm -hmm. or Martha. (laughs) Yeah. I like the idea of referring to you lovely, lovely Marthas. No, no, just Martha. Just Just Martha. Martha. Oh, just the the entire group being Martha. Yeah, I think so. Hey, Martha. Mm. How are you doing today? Hey, Martha. What's up? Love you. (laughs) I shall defend thy name. Hello, Martha, dear. Um, so I, I, I don't know, I guess go, like uh, you're, if you, the polls are, are, are pretty much ended, but if you want to go and, and write a thing and say, please don't call me Martha, that will be counted against the Martha. Uh, I will also say nothing's in stone. And if a funnier idea presents itself later, that may just be what happens instead. Yep. That's true too. Uh, all right. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Uh, I feel like I should. I really do. I, there's so much. There's so much more to talk about, I'm sure. But, you know, I'm going to go decorate a tree. That's that's what's next on my agenda. So, it's time for that now. Trying to instill a sense of wonder and awe for a... You best go edit a podcast so I could put it up. Well, that. After. Snap, snap. I have a sense of wonder to instill. Dave? In who? A 13-month-old. Oh, she's not making memories. <laughs> no, she's making instincts. <laughs> and her instinct should not be to expect bright lights at Christmas time yet. I don't know. I do, and it's working out okay. All right. I've got to go. Speaking uh, of, all right. Yeah. Let him go. I'm sure I was going for something, and I don't care. We'll be all right. I so, don't know um, what we were talking about. It was crisis before, and God knows we probably missed several things. And uh, yeah, let us know, and we'll talk about them. I love that. I love that Constantine pointed out that it wasn't his Jim Corrigan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That He's was like, also I'm good. I'm Jim Corrigan. He's like, not, not the one I know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's all I wanted. Yeah. I just want that lantern hung. Thank you. Ah, speaking of lanterns, still a possibility in the future. <laughs> oh, Brent, Brent on Fans Without Borders. I, I can't remember exactly what he said. He said something like, in part one, the monitor mentioned the Tomb of the Guardians. And all he could think was, show me a green lantern, you fucking cowards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in Elseworlds, Worlds, they pointed out, hey, where's your ring? And then in, in uh, I mean, in current era continuity, he's he's wearing that new Spartan mask. And that, that dude, that green, that is a very specific green. That's uh-huh. his little backlight. Uh-huh. Oh, it's it's leaning real hard. I mean, yep. all right. I'm pretty happy. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I feel like you have to hang in there with us to get to the parts where we're really happy. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes we kind of gripe up front. Yeah, I mean, it just as it comes to me. I, that's, mm, pretty happy. Gotta yeah, go. Pretty damn happy. Looking forward to it. Hope they stick the landing. So far, really enjoying it. Absolutely. Godspeed. And even if they don't stick the landing, eh, I've read several Stephen King novels. I still give him the benefit of the doubt. 
<laughs> I mean, I get it. Um, we are DC on screen, DC on screen.com for every episode. Uh, Patreon, DC, on, sorry, patreon.com slash DC on screen. If you want to support the show and you like what you've seen, uh, seen heard here, uh, please uh, consider doing so. I know it's holiday season and, uh, and times is tough, but, um, if you uh, want to support the show and you don't want to do so monetarily, uh, you can always leave us a, uh, a written review and a rating on uh, on Apple, and that's going to help us. We're trying to get to 100 by the end of the year. I don't think it'll happen because we're only at 82, but, uh, you know. Christmas miracle. Christmas miracle, guys. Come on. That's that's what we're betting on at this point. Yeah. We're not doing a giveaway. Like I said, times are tough, guy. <laughs> but um, Holidays. Times. Tough. Yeah. Just anyway. so- uh, I don't know when we'll be back. There is there is there's news of brewing, but uh, like like we just said, holidays. So there's stuff going on. Holidays, and uh, we'll have to figure it out. I don't think we actually, you and I, I don't think we actually know when we're recording next. So no, we don't have an internal plan for that. Um, let us know what you thought of Crisis so like far. If we were if we were releasing a teaser trailer at the end of our episode, it would just be us looking at the camera and shrugging. Yep. All right. Until <laughs> next maybe time. Maybe a caption that just said soon. Until next time, guys, keep some DC on your screen. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv. Are you maladjusted? 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Look around you. That car you're driving. That house your family lives in. Making your daughter laugh. Inspiring her to dream. You did that. Teaching your son to drive. Teaching him he can be anything. All you. And your dreams for tomorrow. You'll do that too. Legacies don't just happen. They are made by you. The important word being you. American Family Insurance. Protecting your dreams as you achieve them. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Products not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying.
The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.